everyone. Welcome to episode 43 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have David Levin, the CEO of ReliMD. Without further ado, let's bring on David and talk about ReliMD and his background. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Appreciate you inviting me. Absolutely. It's uh, certainly crazy times that we're in. I'm glad we were able to connect and, and get you on. I look forward to learning more about you and, and the company. I'd love if you could start off by just sharing with the audience a little bit about your background, and then we could go on to things from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, name is Dave Levin. I'm the CEO of ReliMD. We're a telehealth company based out of North Carolina. Uh, I have spent my entire career in healthcare, in healthcare, good or bad. I spent the, the, the first part of my career on the um, provider side, so working within hospitals, primarily within the, the Washington, D.C. area, and then made the jump or the switch to sort of the vendor side in 2000 uh, when I joined a, a company servicing and selling to hospitals and have been, you know, in that side of the, the space uh, for over 20 years now. Uh, ReliMD is my fourth startup, uh, second company as a CEO. So it, it's been a wonderful journey. Um, what a what a great time to be in healthcare. Um, although the irony is not lost on me that this is, I think, maybe at least in my lifetime, the, the first time where a health crisis is actually having somewhat of a negative impact on healthcare, particularly on hospitals and, and physicians. And, you know, being in the telehealth space, uh, you know, we're able to hopefully mitigate some of the negative impacts. So that's me. I, I've been in the space uh, 25 plus years. Great. Thank you. And what's what what really excited you about the current opportunity that you're in uh, with Reliant? Yeah, well, when we had the opportunity to to create the company and, and launch the company, it, it's rare in one's career to be on on such an sort of the early end of a trend. And so when we were looking out over sort of the the, the market potential for telehealth and telemedicine. Uh, we're in, you know, we're in such early innings um, that there's only upside. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate that we needed a sort of a worldwide pandemic to really be the catalyst. But um, personally and, and, and our, our, uh, our supporters, our investors, uh, we were so excited to be able to offer or to be in an industry that's just beginning. Um, you know, I think Delivery and the and the health, and the delivery of healthcare is is really uh, due for a fundamental change that will include telehealth, no question about it. That will be part of uh, modalities moving forward. I'm I'm absolutely convinced of that. What what was one of the I guess early challenges in in getting things started? I think like a lot of young companies, a lot of startups, um, finding the right team, we were super fortunate to be able to 
uh, sort of have a founding group of emergency medicine physicians. Uh, the, the genesis of our company was really the brainchild of Wake Emergency Physicians, which is a very large uh, hospital ER uh, practice serving, I think, 11 or so uh, emergency departments within the Raleigh area. Um, to have the support of that group was really, really important as we thought about the future. Um, there are so many technology companies that start that don't necessarily have physicians and clinicians as part of the sort of originating team. And, and so to be able to have that was, was really beneficial for us because oftentimes what we were, the decisions we were making was really about how do we best serve patients? How do we best serve the providers and the clinicians that are serving those patients? So, um, that was really important to us. I think, you know, filling out the rest of the team, like all startups, is a challenge, right? Um, so, you know, building out the operational capabilities that we need, uh, building out uh, all of the recruiting, credentialing, licensing that one needs with telehealth. We're not encumbered by the physical world in many regards. Um, so, you know, we have to think much more broadly than just, you know, hey, we need to staff this physical location, put bodies in a building. We think about it much more broadly, and, and, and in doing so, there's a lot of complexities, as you well know, in getting licenses across various states. Um, being in telehealth, you really appreciate the, um, the need for a, a more streamlined approach to the regulatory uh, framework that's in place. Absolutely. Do you do you feel being in the area too geographic, uh, geographically that you're in has has helped the business? I mean, you're you're in a pretty cool area being in that Raleigh Durham area. Yeah, I think being based in North Carolina, in, in particular in the Research Triangle Park, we have such wonderful uh, healthcare systems. Um, we have a wonderful partner in Wake Med uh, Health and Hospitals that's really been with us from the very beginning. Um, they've been a wonderful partner in many respects. Um, so having access to medical prov professionals and, and the team, uh, not only are we in a great area for healthcare, we're also in a really great area for startups, particularly technology startups with a healthcare focus. So uh, that's been great um, because of my network and some of my prior experiences. Uh, I've been able to assemble a great team uh, which is, you know, I'd say 90% of, of the battle, quite frankly. So now it's really about executing. So I wouldn't want to build this company anywhere else. Are you all working remote based on, you know, the time that we're in right now? We, we are. You know, we, we have, you know, like a lot of younger companies that sort of built around this idea of, uh, you know, get your job done regardless of where you are. Uh, we were somewhat set up from the very beginning to support work from home. Uh, we have a care coordination center that uh, was primarily, uh, you know, centrally located. That was the biggest challenge for us when we were thinking about how do we um, all go to a full work from home or work remote environment. Uh, once we figured out a couple of moving pieces, um, we were able to support our, our care coordinators to be able to work remote. 
because of the technology that we had in place. Um, so we are fully, fully remote right now. Um, and quite frankly, you know, I, as a CEO, are, are always looking at expenses and, and where we're getting the most value. And I have to say that um, I question the need for real estate and, and office space, quite frankly. Uh, and could we yep. use that money elsewhere? Yep, we we actually just made that decision. Our our lease ends was it next month, and we're not we're not renewing. We're gonna stick yeah. with this totally remote structure. Um, I actually feel like I'm, I end up talking with people sometimes even more because we schedule that time. You know that we're gonna talk during this time. We're gonna you know see how life is. We're gonna understand you know what you need help with. Um, we've been leveraging a really good project management tool called Monday. Uh, yep, for sure. you know being able to see what what are people working on what do they need help with and um, I agree with you that I think real estate dollars in today's climate can be can be spent for a, you know additional hire to kind of increase the software offering so um, I'm with you yeah and, and again I, I think you know we have been moving in this direction I think one of the one of the barriers that many companies, you know, regardless of industry um, in fully going remote is this idea of, of trust, right? And, and, you know, can I trust everybody to be productive uh, without eyes, you know, on each other? And I think we've been forced to deal with that trust issue as, as companies. And, you know, everybody is actually, you know, if not as productive, even more productive for all the reasons you just uh, mentioned now there's certainly still friction you know technology doesn't work as well as it ought to um, you know when you when you pick up a landline there's always a dial tone sometimes when you're doing a web <laughs> conference you know you still run into some friction there but I think it's going to certainly get easier over time um, and, and I, I you know I fear you know for the commercial real estate business that they're gonna they're gonna see uh, a a drastic change in how business is done uh, as a result of this. Yeah, because it, it, it created a a way for businesses who might have never even looked at this option. <laughs> they were forced into right. it, right? Now they're like, okay, well, actually, it's not as bad as we thought it was. At the very least, That's I right. think, even if, um, you know, when people do go back, I think companies that never let their employees work remote are going to give them that flexibility for some days of the week or days of the month. I, I think yeah. they have to I, now because they got a taste of it. I, I agreed 100%. And, you know, and there's certainly things and policies that, that, you know, we will, we will certainly revisit to support that. You know, we, we meet every morning, teams meet every morning for a sort of a daily stand up where we're just, you know, talking about the day's activities uh, and uh, sharing just to hear each other's voice. Uh, we certainly meet much more often. I'm, I'm on the phone more often, perhaps. Um, so there's, you know, there's a balance to be able to find sort of quiet time to do, do work, um, which perhaps I had, you know, when we were all in an office. Um, so I, I think there's still work to be done, but I, I agree with you. I think more and more companies are going to move to, a, if not full work from home, certainly supporting some number of days a week. Which yeah. again fits really well into our uh, our primary business, which is you know telehealth, which is you're not limited 
by physical location. You're not limited by, you know, uh, brick and mortar storefronts anymore. Um, you know, and, and, and that is fundamental change that has had promise for years in healthcare, but we're sort of being forced to really deploy that out of necessity. And I think folks are, are realizing, hey, this was great. My mom, for instance, had a her first telemedicine visit with her cardiologist the other day. Um, and she was just shocked at how simple and convenient it was and, and how personable it was. She still saw her doctor, um, you know, via video. And he, he was able to ask her all the same questions he would have asked her in person. Uh, and she didn't have to get in the car and, you know, go somewhere, which was great for her. Yeah, and I think there's just so much that you, you can do on your phone that you don't have to actually go into a physical office, like you just said. Like half the time, right. you go into a physical office, and it's just the it's it's really just the conversation. How do you feel? Like, how long have you felt this way? Um, and you can still have that absolutely kind of type deal on your phone. Yeah. And again, it you know, telemedicine it will not certainly you know solve all challenges in healthcare, but it certainly can be used in a number of different ways. And I'll just give you an example. Uh, it's forced us to really rethink how we assess different things, you know, how you uh, assess uh, a UTI or sinusitis or, or, you know, one of the more innovative things that we've done with telemedicine is assessing uh, lower back pain remotely. Yeah. And so we had to come up with really interesting and innovative protocols for our doctors to be able to ask a patient to do certain exercises while we're watching in order to uh, assess whether or not they truly had, you know, back issues. And, and that, the fact that we were doing it via video really made us uh, come up with a whole new way of assessing that. So, um, you know, those are just some examples of, of how we've had to adapt uh, for the better, quite frankly. Absolutely. Okay. Now, where, what's our, you know, what can you share? Obviously, if you can't share something, don't. But what can you share about, like, what you're really excited about looking forward in this phase or with, with ReliMD? You know, th there's a lot of things that I'm extremely excited about. I, you know, again, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, industries need these sort of earth-shattering moments to really accelerate their their growth their use case i think uh, by necessity uh, we are being forced to confront some of the limitations of our current system um, you know this experience this worldwide crisis has really pinpointed at least for me how fragile our system is um, and, and obviously there are things that we can do to mitigate that or to strengthen that um, you know I, sky's the limit with telehealth, um, particularly outside the hospital. Telepsychiatry, tele-ICU, tele-stroke has been around for a number of years, uh, but we're, what we're now starting to see is, is people outside, you know, the, the patient-to-physician interaction is uh, hopefully a much more accepted uh, form of treatment. And, um, you know, and I'll just give you, like all or many telehealth companies, we saw a huge spike in volume. We went, you know, one day we were, you know, 
we were seeing X number of patients a day, and you know, three days later, it was five times that. Um, and that was incredibly stressful, as you can imagine. And, and certainly, we weren't the only company to deal with that. Uh, it took us a good 10 days of really, you know, stressful days of, of bringing more providers onto the platform to handle that volume. And, and once we did, we adjusted, like everybody adjusts. Uh, our doctors, our nurse practitioners, our PAs, they all adjusted to the new normal. The volumes have since come down, but we're, we're tracking double the, the volume that we were pre-COVID. And that seems to be the new normal for us. So, uh, again, we spiked for about, a, you know, two weeks or so. Our volumes have come back down, but, but we're now at a new baseline, which is double where we were pre-COVID. Uh, and most of what we're seeing today is unrelated to COVID. So we're hopeful that, again, because people experience the quality and convenience and, and, um, and simplicity of telemedicine, that now they're willing to try it for lots of different things. And, and we're starting to see that because, uh, like I said, much of what we're seeing now is, is uh, unrelated to COVID. Okay. Now that makes sense. Great. Well, David, I really appreciate having you on the podcast. Where, where can people learn more about ReliMD um, if they want to get some more information? As with everything, please go to relymd.com, so R-E-L-Y-M-D.com. Um, we have everything that you need to learn about our company uh, is at our URL. So uh, if you're an employer, if you're a hospital, if you're a managed care organization, please come check us out. We'd love to work with you. Great. Well, thanks again for for joining me on this Slice of Healthcare podcast. I uh, really look forward to staying in touch with you and, and following uh, B moving forward. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good one. All right. Take care now. Hey, everyone. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is unlocking healthcare professional data, making it easily shareable. They want to make life easier for healthcare professionals and organizations so that they can focus on tasks like providing the best care possible to patients. Block Health leverages their smart universal common application and blockchain technology to streamline many of the tasks that healthcare professionals and organizations must engage in, like primary source verification, provider enrollment, state licensing, state license renewals, DEA registration, DEA renewals, and much more. They do all of this through their easy-to-use platform. If you would like to learn more about Block Health, please check out their website at www.blochealth.com. Thanks. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest.
Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.